The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. So Philip went and told Andrew, then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do you like the process of moving? If so, raise your hand and keep them up because I will talk to you after the service. Because for us at St. Paul, the hour has come. It's moving time. After a long time of praying and dreaming and planning, construction is finally set to begin on Project Forward, our comprehensive project to renovate St. Paul's buildings and ministries. And for those of you worshiping in person today, the signs of moving are apparent. We've got, of course, huge boxes everywhere. It's hard to miss the big dumpster right outside our main entrance. Everything is in disarray. Moving is an energizing process, but it's also exhausting, especially when you're dealing with an 80-year-old building. Everything has to be evaluated before a decision can be made about keeping it, storing it, donating it, or trashing it. And although it's extremely exciting to be at this point in the project, it's hard to take such a calculating assessment of almost every single item in this building to determine its value. And I'll be honest here, we've decided to get rid of a lot of stuff. But don't worry, we're also keeping a lot. But why have we been hanging on to those five broken heavy-duty staplers? What about the wheelchair that no longer rolls, the owner's manual for equipment we don't have anymore, the outdated books from the library, and vacation Bible school props from ages ago? 
why are we holding on to all this stuff? It's hard. In our gospel today, some Greeks come to the disciples with a simple request. We want to see Jesus. But in response, Jesus instead speaks to his disciples about loss. And not about the easy stuff like broken pencils and dried up markers. Jesus is talking about loss and life. His life, the disciples' lives, our lives. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it. So yes, moving is difficult and there is plenty of work that remains to be done. But do I hate my life? No. Hate is a harsh word, but in the Gospel of John, hate also means reject. Jesus knew his time had come to reject the ways of the world once and for all through his own death. In raising his beloved friend Lazarus from the dead, his fame had spread so far that even the Greeks were now coming to see and follow him. And this is what sets in motion his journey to the cross, to the grave, and eventually to his resurrection. Even the Pharisees, in the verse before our gospel begin to, begins today, are saying, you see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Jesus is the seed that is destined to die. Jesus is the seed that will rise triumphant from the earth. Jesus is the seed that will bear fruit to benefit all of creation. Jesus is the seed that is rejecting it all. And as followers of Jesus, his words ring true for us as well. Jesus is challenging us to examine what we need to reject in this world so we can also bear fruit joining hands with our neighbors to make the world a better place for all people. So what will it take for us to stop holding on to that tiny grain of wheat in our hands instead of dropping it in the earth to let it sprout and grow? What will it take for us to stop refusing to acknowledge the racism against our Asian American neighbors, which often goes unrecognized and unnoticed? What will it take for us to stop believing that we are not good enough, that we are too small to make a difference, that our voice doesn't matter, that we are too broken to contribute? These are just some of the things that we must reject if we are to truly step forward into the hopefulness and promise of eternal life. If we keep those five heavy-duty staplers, we won't have room to store the new ones that actually function. And they're likely a safety hazard anyway. If we don't tackle the hard task of identifying the things around us that are worthy of our hate, of our rejection, we will be stuck clinging to our seeds and our false hopes with nothing but clenched fists and disappointment. I drive by the Maple Street Church in Lombard on my way here every day, and the sign on the church these last few weeks has read, Old ways won't open new doors. People of God, it is time to reject our old ways, old habits, and old stuff. Our hour 
has come. This is what Lent is about. The preparation, reflection, and self-examination that challenges us to confront the hard truths of our lives and ourselves. Lent isn't about making us feel bad for all that we are or aren't, for all that we have or don't, for listing all the things that make us sad and mad and angry about our world. But Lent is about clearing house, taking stock, paving the way for God's promise of eternal life made flesh in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And yes, I know we've only got one week of Lent to go, but just think of all we can accomplish if we were only willing to let go of the stuff that is weighing us down, to reject the ways of this world that do more harm than good, and just let our tiny seeds drop into dark holes in the ground. This past year, maybe you've held on to things because it was just too scary to let go. Maybe because you didn't have any other options. But today, hope is rounding the corner. We need to journey with Jesus to the cross and back again in order to get there, but we are closing in. And if you still feel like you're not up for the task, our reading from Jeremiah today reminds us that God's word is written on our hearts. God is here. God is here. Whatever we have, whoever we are, whatever we keep or toss or reject, God is here. All of us have fruit to bear and good news to share. We just have to be willing to lose some things on the way. Amen.